KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Happy Friday. Brian, this is a big weekend for sports fans. I assume you're going to be watching the Super Bowl. I will be watching the Super Bowl, but my eyes are going to be glued on the Philadelphia 76ers for sure. Got to see what happens if and when James Harden's going to play. But of course, the Super Bowl, I think this year it's a great story. You have two teams that perhaps people didn't expect to be there. Some great subplots and storylines. My kids like Tigers, so in our household, we might be rooting for the Bengals. Okay, okay. I know nothing about these two teams. If I watch, it will be for the snacks and the commercials. But my weekend is going to be mostly about theater. I am so excited that Hades Town is finally here and I finally get to see it. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. I'm Brian Seltzer. And this is the John Cast. So, Sabrina, when it comes to the theater, I am very much, well, musicals, when it comes to musicals, I should say, I am very much a Lion King, Book of Mormon, or bust guy. I am not well-versed in the world of musicals whatsoever, so I am excited to find out more about Hadestown. Excellent choices, by the way. Lion King, Book of Mormon, love those shows. But Hadestown is a show that I have been listening to the soundtrack of since like the beginning of 2020. I got really into it when the pandemic hit and I just needed some kind of inspiration to keep me going. But I have yet to see the show, of course, because at that point you couldn't see shows. And I never made it up to New York to see this before, but it's in Philadelphia now. So I'm so pumped. So the background of the show, it won the Tony Award for Best Musical. It won a Grammy. It is about the Greek myths of both Orpheus and Eurydice and Hades and Persephone. So if you know those stories at all, then you kind of know the story and what's going to happen. If you don't, great. Then you'll be seeing this completely fresh and completely new. I was going to say, this might have a dual purpose for me. I can bone up on my Greek mythology or whatever, and then also, you know, enjoy a great musical, it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just love the way that the music works with this, with this like classic myth so well. I actually got a chance to talk to one of the actors. Super cool because she's from the area. She's from Ardmore. Her name is Bex Odoricio. She plays one of the fates. So if you know, you know, if you've even seen like Hercules, you saw the three fates who worked with Hades. They had the string of life and they would cut it when someone had to die. Well, in this show, they are sort of the, I mean, the literal Greek chorus. There's three of them. They have all the background harmonies, which is super cool. I talked to Bex kind of about what she thinks of the show and what life on tour is like and what she's going to do while she's back in town. So to get started, uh, I want to just kind of talk about the show a little bit. I myself have been obsessing over it and listening to the soundtrack nonstop. But (laughs) for those who aren't as theater nerdy as I am, uh, tell us a little bit about Hadestown. What's the story? What's the deal? Yeah, Hades Town is uh, it's a mixing of two stories from Greek mythology. So you have the tale of the young lovers, Orpheus and Eurydice, combined with the tale of uh, King Hades, who's the lord of the underworld, and his wife Persephone. And it's all set against a background of New Orleans jazz and like folk Americana. And it's sort of like a musical and a party and, and a parade all in one. (laughs) I love that description. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, you kind of just explained a little bit of this, but this is a story that has been told time and time again. What is it about this 
production and this musical of it that makes it so unique. I mean, this won Tony's and uh, Grammy, I think, as well. I mean, this is a yes, big deal of a show, uh, in your opinion, because I could rave on it about it. But okay. what makes it so unique and wonderful? I think what makes it unique is that is is exactly what you said, that the story's been told many times. And a lot of us have it in our bones or in our like third grade memory from like a Greek mythology book somewhere, but it hasn't been brought forward to the front of our minds before. And what this production has done is I think uh, given it illustration, like everything is drawn and uh, drawn out so beautifully, kind of like a storybook and it's sung so beautifully. So it's a musical quilt as well. And it shows that the old stories that we tell are still being told the issues that people have been talking about for thousands of years are still ones that we're talking about today in different ways, but that's really highlighted. We've got a lot of themes in Town of uh, the weather changing drastically and hmm. for the worse and um, great, you know, great, great love and great journeys and things that people really viscerally react to. Yeah, absolutely. So you grew up down the street in Ardmore. Um, I did. <laughs> I always love to hear the sort of like Philadelphia success stories in theater. Um, tell us a bit about kind of like how you got your start and where you went from here. Totally. I am. I'm delighted. First of all, thank you for calling me a Philadelphia success story. That's really <laughs> the only dream that I could ever have uh, in my, my career is done. I'll be quitting after this. Um <laughs> I, I grew up in Ardmore. Um, my I lived on St. Paul's Road. Uh, my folks uh, moved a couple of years ago uh, to my mom's hometown of Wildwood, New Jersey. Uh, but Ardmore has been my home base for pretty much my entire life. And I went to Lower Marion High School. And I credit the Lower Marion Players, the drama club there, with ki kicking me off into this career. Um, I think my parents would probably say that I had a flair for the dramatic at a young age, I'm sure. Um, but I didn't really think about the pursuit of acting uh, or performance until um, until Laura Marion Players. We're a really comprehensive drama club and it encompasses not just performing, but all forms of design and stage managing and directing and props and publicity, things like that. So it really gave, uh, it gave young students a, a comprehensive idea of what theater could be like. And I hopped around from crew to crew. The lighting crew was my first choice, like stinting costumes, stuff like that. And then I got cast in the Shakespeare my sophomore year. And that's when I think the bug really got me. So I was uh, off to the races from there. <laughs> cool. I, you can tell I'm a theater lover myself, but I also <laughs> do community theater, um, mostly in Swarthmore. So I'm like, Excellent. But I've done I've done sound. I've performed. So I've just, like sort of had the same bug from the beginning, you know, of just trying everything out. No, listen, this is but the, the, the thing that you're talking about, the collaboration, the, the love that, that theater people have for theater and the collaborative idea of like making everything work and pulling everything together, I think is is the most important yeah. thing about theater in general. And it's why people keep coming back to it in whatever form at whatever level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's family, you know. It's family. It's a, that's a really exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> this is traveling with this company, which mm. I've never done in this way before. I traveled with a, a children's show about ten years ago, but that was my only touring experience. Um, but this has this has felt particularly traveling, you know, through a pandemic and from place to place and space to space. Uh, this has felt very family oriented very quickly, which is a really beautiful thing. There are some wonderful, wonderful people in this company. That's great. That's great. 
I know that before this, before that uh, pandemic thing happened, you were preparing to make your off-Broadway debut. I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell us what went on there. And I'm sorry that it didn't happen, but Thank how did you, you kind of work through that and move on and find yourself here? That is oh, such a process. So I was, um, I was going to uh, work at a theater that I have longed to work at for a long time, the public theater in New York City um, uh, at Astor Place. It was across the street from my drama school at NYU. And so it was sort of a dream for me to go there. And this musical uh, was called The Visitor. And I'd been in development with uh, this piece for about five years. This happens very common in the world of producing theater and musical theater is that shows will often go through a long development period. Um, Hadestown had a pretty long development period as well. It had different iterations in different cities. Um, so this musical, The Visitor, was due to debut uh, on March 17th, 2020. Hmm. We, uh, we missed it by a couple of days. Um, it was a it was a dramatic day. March the twelfth, twenty twenty, was a really dramatic day because we were in rehearsal for the visitor. Uh, we were about to go into tech. We were getting ready for our first band rehearsal the following day. And on the lunch break from rehearsal, I was running uptown to do one of my auditions for the Hades Town National Tour. Um, so the uh, the atmosphere was a little dramatic in that audition room when I, I ran back to rehearsal and it was very quickly apparent that because Broadway had shut down um, everything was going to have to so that's sort of uh, what happened with that and as the pandemic wore on um, the uh, the company of the visitor uh, we'd gotten accustomed to meeting up every Saturday at 6 p.m., which was the end of the rehearsal week. Our wonderful stage manager, James Latis, had uh, started to host um, his Wine and Unwind little series at the end of every week. And we had come to love that and depend on that so much that we continued it over Zoom. And we went on for over a year meeting on Zoom once a week with the company of The Visitor. Um, wow. It was an, also a very sad day when I told them that I was going to go on tour instead of coming back to The Visitor, which did have its premiere um, this past fall. Okay. Uh, and from what I heard, went off absolutely beautifully. It's a stunning show, cast led by David Hyde Pierce. I, I hope that there are more iterations of it and that, a, that an album comes out because that music is really, really stunning. But so, I miss them all very much. So why did you decide, this was probably a tough question, but why did you decide to do the tour instead of sticking with The Visitor? I um, I decided to do the tour because I've never done, I've never done a tour like this um, in uh, the pursuit of an acting career. Um, this is a type of longevity of job that I've never had before either, particularly in the theater where you often find short runs of shows. And the idea of working on one thing for a year really appealed to me. The idea of traveling really appealed to me. And I mean, this probably should have been the number one reason, but I really love Hades Town, the show. I have been a big fan of Aeneas Mitchell's music for some time. And back when Hades Town was a concept album, I was listening to it a lot and I was really moved uh, in, in my college years. Her album, The Brightness uh, from 2007, really spoke to my, my soul uh, and still does today. And so her music is really what uh, kept me coming back to the show over and over again. So I was really excited to get the opportunity to work on it. Totally understand that. I I actually haven't even seen the show itself, so I'm so excited that it's coming. Perfect. You don't here. need to know a single thing. You can just walk walk in. Don't know anything. You're gonna be. Yeah, it, but I know the music because the album has right. been my pandemic soundtrack. So, uh, the, yeah, and that is was enough to draw me in and be like, 
I'm done. I'm hooked. I have to see it. Um, <laughs> it is very, it's very engrossing. It really, it, she's got this way, this poetic way of just reaching out and pulling you by the heartstrings. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to hear audiences react to that every night. Cause like we mentioned at the beginning, this story is an old story. Like if you want to know how it ends, like the story is out there, you can, you right. can find out. It's really hard to spoil. <laughs> it's hard to spoil. And yet people are, people are surprised every mm. night. And it's, it's so gratifying that this story has the power to move people that way. Yeah. Well, now I'm even more excited for this show, if that was ever possible. We're going to take a quick break, though. We'll be right back with more from Bex Odoricio of Town. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. This is The John Cast, and I'm talking with Bex Odoricio, who is from Ardmore and is coming back to town with the touring cast of Town. So your role, you are one of the fates, um, which is like literally the Greek chorus of the show, right? Pretty pretty (laughs) much. Um, What, I guess, tell us a little bit about that role and what your favorite thing about playing it is. That that seems like (sighs) such a fun part. It's so fun. The fates are a trio of women. um, And we, according to our mythological origins, we, uh, control like the thread of a mortal's life. Like we're, we're, we're the past, we're the future, we're the present. And in the musical, we operate as like the voices in the backs of the heads of the other characters, usually the voices that are um, having them second guess themselves. My, um, my favorite thing about playing one of the fates is getting the chance to play a mean girl. I think this is the first time I'm often cast as a more uh, perhaps demure character, um, like, like, like a wide eyed kind of person and that this is uh, a really great chance for me to just be so nasty about everything. And it's so satisfying to do that. (laughs) I never had that chance before and to do it with a posse as well, because I've got a sister over here and a sister over here and we like, you know, get to get to charge people and really just like toy with them. We're just, we're agents of chaos all over the stage and and singing in three-part harmony. And it's a really good time. (laughs) I love that. So we have been seeing casts full of understudies on Broadway since, you know, this whole Omicron thing has been just, and I am here praying that it doesn't shut down theater. Um, Have you on your tour had like understudies step in? Has that, has that hit you all? Oh, totally. We have, we've had understudies. We have um, a team of four wings, actually now five swings that are absolute <laughs> superstars um, who are learning and, and mastering multiple roles um, and have stepped on uh, regularly just throughout the entire run that we've had so far, because as you well know, theater is theater, you know, people, people get sick, people get hurt. That's just, that's just kind of what happens along the way, especially when you're traveling all the time. The show must go on, which is, which is a a rhetoric that I'm hoping that as a society, we're kind of like divesting ourselves from the extremity Hmm. of that. Um, But in general, literally the shows did stop when they needed to for public health. And this is proof. Exactly right. right. Like when, when a show needs to not go on, it, it won't go on. And there, right. or there have been times throughout all of Broadway, all, touring shows, everything, when like sometimes it was it, for safety, the shows had to not go on. And that's okay. And that's good for us, I think, as a society to recognize. Um, also, the collaborative spirit of theater people is very, very strong. So everybody really wants to pull through to make things work. And our swings and our understudies are absolutely, they're on board, they're ready to go. Um, and they have jumped on, um, been scheduled to go on, and the shows have gone forward beautifully with their with their input and their grace and their talent. 
It's been a wonderful experience. Every time someone uh, goes on for a, a role that they're not normally playing, uh, again, this company is full of really great people. And it's just such an exciting, exciting moment. It's it's a real treat really to have like a different body step in and embody the role, especially in a story like this one, because we're talking about gods and men and anyone, any body, any person can play any of these roles. Uh, and everything is very, very different. Like our company is very different, differently made up than the Broadway company, for example. Um, and it works beautifully in a similar, but also very different way. And so it's a it's a great thing to have a team of people who's like ready to play in that way. I love that. That's the beauty of live theater is that it's going to be different every night. Yeah. I love that so much. And then Swings, like, I just want to make it clear for people who aren't like theater people who might be hearing mm -hmm. this. I think that that's like the hardest role to have because you have to learn multiple parts and you never know what you're going to do. And I have a hard enough time keeping one ensemble part in my head. So one hundred percent agree the with swings. you. It's, and the God bless the swings. Everyone bless the swings. It really is. It's it's miraculous. The ability to not only learn all of those parts, but to keep everything just organized and still and still bring such artistry to each role that they that they do. It's a wonderful thing. I have a hard enough time, as you said, uh, just remembering which foot goes where. And I am only I'm not understudying anybody. I only have to play myself. Um, which is, I, I'm very grateful for that, for my first sort of like touring experience. It's a good way to learn the ropes. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I bow down to them constantly. <laughs> yep. Any plans, what you said, your parents don't live in the area anymore, but mm -hmm. any plans while you're back home, spots that you've got to see, friends you've got to see? Oh my gosh. I mean, the parents will be coming to the show. They're very excited. And I'm already planning my my little day trip out to Ardmore on the R5, which I know we don't call it that anymore, but that's what it's called in my heart. <laughs> my my Ardmore train stop. Um, we're we're gonna have lunch at Mido and Lancaster Avenue. Uh, we're gonna go to the suburban square farmers market. We're probably gonna go shopping. This just all my old haunts are very very dear to me, so I'm yeah. definitely gonna be taking time to uh, to do to go and visit things. I also, um, I worked for some time uh, in the summers as a colonial person on the streets of historic Philadelphia uh, with Historic Philadelphia Incorporated. So there are some historical sites, uh, both old and new. There are some museums that have been built since I worked there that I haven't gotten the chance to visit yet. Uh, the Museum of the American Revolution and the Jewish Museum, which mm. is which has a brand new, well, not brand new, but a newer building. So I'm really excited to be a uh, to be a tourist in the city where I where I used to give people give tourists information. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fun. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy your time. Thank I will you. see you on the stage. Hades Town so is uh, running at the Academy of Music Wednesday, February 9th through Sunday, February 20th. I will be there for sure. As many times wait. as I can. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to see it and to, to put visuals to the music. I think you're mm. going to be really pleased. I'm sure. I'm positive. I'm going <laughs> to love it. Um, it's like already in one of my top musicals and I haven't even seen it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's I uh, I think that's one of the also the glorious things, something I'm enjoying a lot about touring is so many people will have listened to a Broadway musical and never really have the opportunity to go to New York. And it's just bringing this level right. of access around the country is it's it's so gratifying, gratifying. And people have been so the audiences have been so warm. I really I couldn't ask for anything more. Yet another great interview with you, Sabrina, and someone who has ties to the local area doing something really cool in theater. This seems like these interviews are uncovering this pipeline of talent that the Philadelphia area has for putting people in awesome roles in theater. Yeah, I really think so. 
You know, if you look around the city and for those who aren't familiar with the theater scene here, you may not realize it, but we've got the Arden Theater, the Walnut, the Wilma, the Kimmel Center, of course, even smaller theaters. There are so many theaters and community theaters and just stuff going on here. I think it's a great place for actors to be because it's close to New York, but you don't have to live in New York and pay New York prices and do that whole hustle. So we have a great theater community here and it really does spread out elsewhere throughout the country. One thing about all these people who are from the area and then come back when I talk to them, they know KYW, which is super cool. And Bex actually texted me after we hung up. She really, really wanted to do one thing. Sabrina, I have dreamed of this moment since I was a little girl, and I just want to say thank you so much for indulging me. Here goes. KYW News Radio 1060. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, she was adorable. She is now my new favorite person. (laughs) Tremendous. That's awesome. Yeah, what are these people going to do who grew up with the station on AM and now we're on FM? Maybe get them to do a remix. Maybe we should make a John Cast jingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get a John Cast jingle. If any musicians are out there and they want to help us write a jingle for the John Cast, hit us up on Twitter. Love that. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough for the day and for the week. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. I'm Brian Seltzer. This is the John Cast. We'll be back on Monday with Jay Scott Smith rejoining us. Have a great weekend, y'all. See ya.